was a pirate whose insults flow. The name of the pirate was Mate Winslow. He's renting and raving all through the night till we made it to the shore. Soon may the Sea King come to bring us treasure and jewels and guns. One day when the searching is done, we'll take our gold and go. Best starts one with a French accent. He came to the ship, a swashbuckling gent. Ashore with the crew, he pulled his sword as we fought an angry horde. Soon may the Sea King come to bring us treasure and jewels and guns. One day when the searching is done, we'll take our gold and go. Soon may the Sea King come to bring us treasure and jewels and guns. One day when the searching is done, we'll take our gold and go. Leader, a liar in tiny punk. He's the one that we call Gunk. Showed off his skills as a privateer. Vast be our treasures have grown. Soon may the Sea King come to bring us treasure and jewels and guns. One day when the searching is done, we'll take our golden gold. King shall judge ye all. Hello, people on the interwebs. Thank you for using your ear tubes to listen to our second installment of Tales from Novus, back by popular demand. Yes, we are back with another one-off adventure, and this one brings you to the coastal city of Norg. Norg is in the southernmost part of Novus, far, far away from the Adivan Forest, which is where, which is in the top leftmost part of the map and a good six-day journey from the edges of Calamian territory, which superfans know is in the middle of the map. This map can be seen on Twitter. It even gets updated sometimes. Remember to check the notes for all our socials, and okay, enough is enough. I get it. Let's just jump right into it. We're going to start by introducing our characters and finding out a little bit about their backstories. We are going to start with our OG fan-favorite adventurer, Mike, who is Anders in the main podcast. Mike, what is your character's name? Yer, me name be Winslow, an <laughs> old soul of the sea. So this time we're going to roll for health on the pod. And Mike, you have a D10 for your hit dice? Yes, I do. So we're gonna, each going to roll and the better number wins. So I hope to roll lower than Mike. If it's a tie, we roll again. All right, let's go... Ooh. What'd you get? A four. A four. So let's go lesson four. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, and I helped him out with a nine. That Derek is, is trash. My, Derek is my best roller. <laughs> so do your health plus con modifier and add that together. So Winslow, what is your race and your class? Winslow be a brawler of the high seas. Okay, so you're a raw fister. Yar. <laughs> what do you look like? Yar. Me has a proclivity for fisting. <laughs> Yar. Uh, the seas have waged their war against Winslow's face for many a year. Winslow be a haggard old soul. 55 years of age. White of hair. And barnacles on me stern. <laughs> that probably makes wiping terrible. Can we get a little bit of a small background for Winslow? Hark! Hark! Indeed. Bellow bid our father, the Sea King, rise from the depths 
full foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with pungent slime, to choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with bilge and brine and can scream no more, only when he, crowned in cockle shells with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard, take up his fell beefened arm, his cold time trident, screeches banshee-like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet, bursting ye, a bulging bladder no more, but a blasted bloody film now, and nothing for the harpies and the souls of dead sailors to peck and claw and feed upon, only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself, forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff, for part of Winslow, even any scantling of... Your soul, Winslow, is no more, but is now itself the sea. <laughs> and that be me. All right. Uh, I understood none of that. So yeah. our... Yeah. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust, yeah. basically. <laughs> and our second adventurer. He's here for his second time on the Tales from Novus podcast. And his name is Alex. His name was Destad in the last one. So, Alex, what is your name this time? Ah, uh, yes. My name is Bestard. <laughs> I am actually twin brother with Destad. We were separated at birth. Oh, classic. And let's roll for your health. That's a, uh, what, D10? Uh, yes, considering I am a swashbuckler, that is what we roll. All right, let's see. Don't help you, hopefully. What'd you get? A seven. And I get a two. At least I didn't help him. But those are high numbers, god dang it. Nine and a seven. Seven it is. So, Bestard, what is your race and class? Yes, Bestard. He is a human. He is a swasher of buckles. He really enjoys dancing around the battlefield and Poking at people with his rapier. <laughs> and what do you look like? I enjoy the finer things in life, so I decorate my armor with the finest of ruffles and tassels. It is parade armor of masterwork quality. The rapier in my hand is of masterwork quality as well and is gilded with the finest metals. So you got a lot of flair, like an office space, eh? Yes, I'm quite the dandy. <laughs> Are you meeting your minimum flair requirement? I am meeting my maximum flair requirement. I'd love to see it. Have you seen my stapler? <laughs> Give me a small background on Bestad. Well, Destad and Bestad grew up in Calabria, which was taken over by Calam. Orphaned during the conflict... We went our separate ways. I ended up on a ship. They found out I was good at stabbing at people. So here I am doing my job, being stabby. We'll see how stabby you are. And our third adventurer is new to the podcast, but not new to our hearts, as he is a dear friend. Meet Ray. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me today. Yes, of course. What is the name of your character today, Ray? 
today I will be performing as the Magnificent Gonkron Fairhill Pendlemore. Oh my god. And you have d6 for health, yeah? I do. I will be playing a sorcerer. Okay, so let's roll. No helpy, no helpy, no helpy. Ooh, I got a two. Uh, you helped me. Oh. I, I rolled a one. Oh, it's still, I'll take it. I'll take it. Rough. I didn't want to help. That's okay. But if I'm getting hit as a sorcerer, I'm doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. What is your race and class? Uh, for today, I will be playing as a gnome. And as I mentioned earlier, I will be playing as a sorcerer. And what do you look like? I'm about uh, two foot ten, but uh, believe me when I say Gonkrin will always tell you he's three foot tall. <laughs> Not an inch less. Classic. <clears throat> and a little bit of background. A little bit of background. Born to gnomish parents, obviously, but raised by humans. A, um, uh, a merchant family is where he got his taste for the ocean. So being raised by humans is probably why you have a height complex. Definitely why I have a height complex and why I always try and mask my strange gnomist voice with that of a human. You like try and like step on your tippy toes and shit? You know what? You got I, like three inch heels? Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty high heels. <laughs> and you know what? Here, here's, the, here's the real thing. Whether it's true or not, Gonkron will always tell you what he wants it to be. There you go. All right. An unabashed liar. <laughs> well, I can't wait. This should be a fun time as always. And if it's not, well, we'll probably just air it anyways because we need content, baby. With all that out of the way, I'd just like to set the mood with a little history and information on Norg. As stated earlier, Norg is a southern coastal city and its sister city to Erig, which is to the west of it. Both cities are independent from other nations. Erig is the more proper city, while Norg is rather rough around the edges. They allow all races of the world to live free in their towns, and that keeps Kalam's eyes on them. Everyone is treated fairly and has the same rights and freedoms, and magic is not to be used without a license in the city, as many fear it due to the impact of the dark wizard Echo. You may remember him from Tales from Novus Episode 1. With magic, it is much easier to like spy and capture their non-human citizens. So in both towns, officers are always using detect magic to make sure that this can't happen. So that's the vibe from these towns, or the twin cities as they are called locally. Out to sea, however, the rules change. South of Erig and Norg, there are hundreds of islands, each with their own tales to tell. Some are known more than others. On one of these islands, there is a fortune to be made, and that's where our tale begins. Gonkrin and Winslow were celebrating another beautiful day to be alive in a bar in Norg called The Pit. Ears always open to your surroundings, you hear drunken rumors of a wealthy merchant's ship that never made it from Erig to Norg. The ship had to take the long way around the Eye of a Bendigo, more commonly known as the Eye, a hurricane storm that has raged for 214 years out in the ocean between the two cities. The normal shortcut closer to land has been too dangerous lately. Kalam has set up a blockade. The wealthy merchant ship was seen leaving Eric around the southern side of the eye, but was not seen coming back around the other side from Norg. That means one of two things happened. Either it was another ship taken by the eye, or it was lost in the cursed chain of islands to the south of it. The Twin Cities Navy is busy with the Kalamian blockade 
and seasoned superstitious sailors avoid that group of islands. There is no one willing to investigate what happened. To you, this seems like a prime opportunity for some free booty, you know what I'm saying? With a little charisma and a little more silver, you acquire all the information you need. A map of the four cursed islands south of the eye, a description of the merchant's ship, and you even find a crew crazy enough to sell you there. Hey, we are not crazy. We are merely brave. <laughs> that is Bestard, who is already on the ship. And part of the deal is that they're going to take a small cut of the treasure, of course. You may or may not believe in curses, but you are motivated by treasure even more so. We will find out if there's any truth to it at all. It's the morning of Star Day, the fifth of Gosran. As the sun rises over the horizon, casting its golden rays across the tranquil sea, the captain, Captain Joseph Smiley Hamlet, issues the command and the massive sails unfurl, billowing in the wind like colossal wings as you depart Norg on the ship you rented called the Falcon. The ship itself is a marvel, adorned with ornate carvings and colorful flags fluttering in the gentle breeze. The air is filled with the scent of seawater and the promise of an extraordinary day ahead. Your rented crew, a diverse group of skilled sailors, is already bustling about, preparing for the day's adventure, led by the Jafalcon's first mate, Dixon No Tongue Zell. Seabergs are squawking and chirping high above as the ship glides gracefully over the azure waves. You feel a sense of freedom and excitement. I leave the board open to you, gentlemen. What are you doing on the ship? What is the plan? You have four islands to choose from and a crazy crew to bring you there. We are not crazy, I tell you again. <laughs> Yarr, speak for yourself. So Captain Smiley comes up to you guys. Plot where you want to go and I make it so. And I be sending me muscle best starred with you to ensure my cat, you see. I presume there'll be no problems with that. You notice Bestard hanging off of the rigging, looking dashing in the uh, wind as the uh, as it picks up his ruffles and his finely combed hairs. He's just like shifting his head back and forth and just letting his hair pour in the wind. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Bestard. So the captain asked you a question. Is it okay that Bestard goes with Winslow and Gonkrin? Aye, this rotten, scurvy-addled sea dog looks fine to me. More meat. <laughs> <laughs> More of a fleshy shield in front of the sorcerer. Yar, tis a good day to sail past the eye, says I. So we have a crude map here, which is the four islands, which the group got in the bar, the pit, back in Norg. And it's really basic. There's four islands, and they are in a square. Northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest. And they are equally apart and about 500 feet away from each other. It's a trippy formation, or just easy for easy sake. <laughs> I would like to use my profession sailor to come up with a good route. Okay. Uh, roll a d20. That'll be a 14 on the dice. Okay, and for said profession... We're going to get a uh, plus seven on that, so it's going to be 21. With a 21, and you want to use your profession sailor to do the most optimal route? Optimal route. To save time? Yeah. Okay. Efficiency. So, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so we have rolled for the most optimal route. 21 is a very good roll. And if you picture the four islands being the points of a square, picture an S going through them from northeast all the way around 
and then back again around the bottom, if that makes sense. We'll take a picture of this and put it on the Twitter, even though it's awful, but you'll understand better. Just picture an S around the four points of a square. One of those cool S's that everyone drew in middle school. So I'll actually need this. With the spikes. It, it doesn't look anything <laughs> like that. Don't listen to him. Cap Captain, I think this will be the best way. Yar, it'd be wise to scout out each island. This map be handy. No tongue be an excellent first matey. Yar, it's funny when he tries to talk. Keeps all my secrets whether he wants to or not. Yar. So the captain adjusts the ship slightly to go on the route that you guys have chosen. Even though you have just left Norg, in the distance to the west, you can see the colossal raging hurricane known as the Eye of a Bendigo. It's always in the same spot but its rage never weakens. Is there anything you guys want to do while we are sailing towards the first island, which would be the northeast island? Yar, ah, the eye. There is a beauty in its chaos. Yeah, probably not the first time you've seen that. Yeah, is there any interactions you want to do on the ship? Any actions you want to do on the ship? Now's the time. Maybe I should approach you guys now, ask you about what the heck's going on, since we'll be part uh, adventuring together. That'd be a good thing. Ah, uh, my friends! It seems like we are going to be doing some adventuring together! Yar! It be that knock-kneed new sailor joining our crew. Yar! My knees do not knock! I have never heard of them doing this before! Avast, so ye be right. Oh, hi. <laughs> My friends. So let let me ask you this. Who are you and what are you looking for? We heard about it over some drinks the other night. Ah, yes, I can see that you are both green around the gills a little bit. Yar, nonsense. Me be the arbiter of the sea, king. Yeah, because you guys were in your drinks last night, I'm going to make you guys roll a intelligence check to see how much you remember about the description of the ship. This is going to go well. Yeah, Gonk's favorite stat. Oh, okay. Well, 19. 19. And Winslow? Yar, curses me brain. <laughs> Yar. Winslow remains a scurvy-addled brained bilge rat. With a roll of four. Okay. Yar. So Winslow, you remember that it was a ship. And you remember it had a flag. And that's all you remember. Yar, many ships have flags, yar. Gonkrin, otherwise known as Gonk. You remember quite a bit more than Winslow. You remember that it was a two-masted ship. You remember that it had a royal blue flag with a red phoenix in the middle. And you remember it had a design coming out of the bow of the ship, but you don't quite remember what that design was. It's called a figurehead. I relay this information to uh, Bastard. Yeah, you feel it's... <laughs> you feel like Winslow is just uh, useless <laughs> to tell any information to, or what? Well, he's there, but yeah. <laughs> he was there the night before, too, so... Yeah, but, you know, you, you saw that he just remembered it was a ship and that he didn't remember the mass. But me. Bastard asked. Yeah, true say. Let me think about this. That uh, seems like a ship that would stand out a little bit. Kind of like myself. Don't you agree? I do agree. <laughs> so I'm going to make a knowledge local check. 
Okay, on. Uh, whether or not I remember seeing a ship such as this with its uh, blue flag with a red phoenix. Yeah, find out maybe who owns it. Uh-huh. Natural 20. A fatty natty. What's your modifier? Uh, just my intelligence because I don't have knowledge local. They can't <laughs> use it if you don't have it. Can't use knowledge? Nope, you gotta have it. Can I talk to my crew since I rolled a fatty natty? Can I talk to my crew and talk to the people that I know know ships? I have like maybe the uh, (laughs) the guy who sits in the crow's nest and looks at ships all day. Yeah, you can. uh, Yeah, roll a charisma. Oh, I just rolled a natty fatty natty. You rolled a fake fatty natty. Because you rolled the wrong thing that yeah. you did not have. Yeah, I so used I don't panache. know. I don't know how DMs are gen- how many G- DMs are generous enough to transfer fatty natties onto things that I didn't want to transfer. I just, <laughs> you know, he, he would know who to ask on the on the crew. Yeah, you can roll a gather information, which is your diplomacy. Ah, uh, yes, I am very good at talking to people. I'm not very good at thinking, so let me try to ask the. Uh, who's the guy who sits in the crow's nest? No tongue. Oh, no, no, sorry. It's the guy that sits in the crow's nest? Yeah. <laughs> I ask no tongue. He goes, blah, 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 and then I am just as confused as before. He's driving the ship anyways, so he's not in the crow's nest. So Bill Whalen is in the crow's nest, so you can yell up to Bill. Hey, Bill! <laughs> Do you know anything about a red phoenix on a blue background? What? I said, Red Phoenix, blue background. Oh, yeah. Let me calm down for a second. It'll be easier to talk. We'll do a climb check. Climb check? Climb check. Oh, Oh, and he rolled a natural one. Yes. Bill on the (laughs) climb check. I notice... Bill, you you seem to be having some trouble. And I use uh, acrobatics to try and, like climb up there to catch him on his way down. Well, it is 40 feet high. How high can you jump? Not jump, but like, okay, use maybe the ropes and... I'll give you this. Roll your acrobatics check. Okay. It is a 15. Alright, so you roll your acrobatics, and because Bill rolled a 1, I'm just gonna make him fall. Like, I'm not gonna have him do his catch yourself when falling rule. I will make Bestard roll a touch melee attack to catch the falling character. Does this just use my strength? Yes, it does. Would he not use his dexterity instead because that is usually what he relies on? Your dex modifier applies normally on touch decks. Perfect. I will touch him, reach out there, and grab him by whatever I can grasp. It is a 19. A 19 hits, and finally, I need you to make a climb check to see if you successfully jump up onto the ladder that leads up to the crow's nest and catch Bill while he's falling down. Please, natural one. (laughs) Best art is not so good at climbing, but he will give it a try. It is a 14. Oh my god. Double ones. DC was 10. So, so Bill falls 30 feet, trying to grasp at each rung as he's down, but he is just missing terribly. 
Bestard, seeing this, leaps 10 feet in the air, grabs on the rungs, reaches one arm out, and catches Bill before he hits the ground. Oh my god! That was amazing! Thank you! I'm just doing my job! Don't worry about it! Yar, the Sea King has judged ye and judged well. <laughs> Lucky be ye. Impressive. Then's the truth. Uh, so, yeah, the wealthy merchant's name is Czar Antiflog. I'd recognize that flag anywhere. He's a noteworthy weapons and arms dealer. Do you know where he usually sails? Well, he, he gathers things from around the world to Eric, and he uh, just, yeah, he brings them down to Nork. And usually it's really easy, but clearly he had to sail around this time, and no one likes sailing that way. With your eyes on the sea... At most hours of the day. Do you know which island he would probably have crashed into? Well, I don't know. If if you go closer to the eye, then there's more danger that way. So I think he'd probably sail further away from that, maybe. But the islands are cursed, so it's hard to say whether they went through the cursed islands, all the way around the cursed islands, or they risk it through the eye. There's just no way to know, really. Yeah, what good are ye? Ye bottom feeder. Roll and intimidate, Mike. So this is a zero modifier. Ah, you're a three. A three. <laughs> so he's not intimidated. Too busy scratching your barnacles. Uh, is there anything else? No, you should probably get up there and start looking for it from the uh, goose's nest. Bill, my friend, have you ever seen any wreckage of such a ship in... Uh, the last couple of days or so. Oh, well, we haven't been there. It's only been a day. It'll be a fresh wreckage. You know, you should be able to see the flag or something like that. Of course, I should have known this, seeing as I am part of the crew. What it's an idiot I am. It's okay, Bestard. We still love you. I'm going to head back up to the crow's nest now. Be careful on your way. I'm going to roll a climb check. Besmara, curse ye. You no good, low down knave. <laughs> you knave dog. And uh, with that, Bill successfully climbs back up to the crow's nest. Is there anything else you guys want to do while the ship is sailing to the first island? Yar. The sea king will judge me line. I cast ye into the depths. <laughs> so you want to do some fishing while the boat is heading towards the island? Yay, I say the hook. <laughs> cast it into the depths. Or I'll cast ye into the depths. <laughs> and last call. Is there anyone going to do anything en route to the first island? Bestard would like to talk to Gonk because it seems like Winslow is not much of a conversationalist. Besmar, curse ye, Bestard. How dare ye? No man judges me. Lest ye be the Sea King, which most assuredly a low-down scoundrel gutter snipe such as yourself <laughs> is definitely not. Your uh. friend is very cantankerous. On with ye. A liar is you. What the fuck is his problem? Dogs, dogs, all of ye. He's a good friend to have around. <laughs> Got like a really level-headed guy and a guy just right off his rocker. 
He makes up for my shortcomings. Ha <laughs> zing. Uh, my little friend, you and I will get along famously. Don't worry about it. Worry never entered into it. I'm ready to adventure. Are you flirting with me? I do not understand. I wouldn't say no to a kiss. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, get <getting> weird. <laughs> We will talk about this later. Perhaps in my bunk. Okay. Well, I uh, hope that never happens. <laughs> so, I always say a hammock in hands worth two in the bush. Yeah, that is the saying. Uh, Winslow, can you roll for your fishing, please? Yeah. You judge my roll. The Sea King judges me rolls. Far, he's judged me harshly. <laughs> so your hook's not even in the water, but you think you're fishing the whole time. A bloated, whipping boy's eye. <laughs> As you travel towards the cursed islands, you also inevitably get closer to the eye. The sky above it has menacing, dark, brooding clouds that seem to devour the sunlight with lightning strikes dancing about. The ocean gets more violent as large waves start to crash into the side of the Drafalcon, but your hired crew is worth every silver, and they easily navigate through it. Just a little kiss from the eye to feel alive, Smiley screams with delight. Let's everyone do a fortitude check for motion sickness. I've rolled a nine, which is going to be a twelve total. Yar, Winslow rolls a sixteen. Bastard has rolled a two. With his additional two, it is a four, which is still not very good. Okay, so the two from the bar seem to be doing a lot better than the sailor that came with the ship. As Bastard's stomach rumbles, he instantly starts heaving off the side of the port bow. You artless mangy, no good landlubber. Ah, yes. I must have had too much wine last night. What sailor is sick on the drink? It calms the sailor's nerves, it does. If you have any more, I would not say no to a little sniffer of it. Now that is the talk that the Sea King would judge proudly. <laughs> oh, God. Something tells you you could have done more to navigate around the eye. Nonetheless, it's more of a direct route to the islands, and you save a little time, which is what you wanted in the first place. You start to see the four islands ahead in the distance as the seas calm down once more further away from the eye. So you are first approaching the island to the northeast. You can see the east and north side. So coming in and seeing the northeast island... And going west, you'll see the north part and the east part as you head to northwest. Uh, just to save some time, all four islands are relatively the same size with the same kind of climate. They are just a handful or so of kilometers or miles, whatever you want to use. We see you fans in the U.S. They have powdery white sand beaches and they are surrounded by crystal clear turquoise waters. The water world is teeming with colorful coral reefs and marine life. Each island is covered in palm trees and light foliage. 
You can quickly see why these islands are called the Cursed Islands as they are surrounded by shipwrecks of various sizes. So everyone, let's do a perception check on the northeast island as you travel past it. Despite the fish almost jumping into our ship, you cannot catch a goddamn thing, Winslow. Yar, the Sea King judges us all, mighty. So, Bestard, because you are sickened, you get a minus two to your perception check. Well, it is, it is a good thing that I've rolled a 12 then, because now it is plus four minus two, which is a 14. Better than nothing, I guess. Gunk also rolls a 14. Yar, Winslow's judgment is clouded at the moment. A five. <laughs> I see all in the other realms, I assure ye. So you're just staring off in the distance, wondering why you're not catching any fish. The, so the highest was a 14? Yes. With these perception checks, in the surrounding waters of the Northeast Island, you see a two-mast ship wrecked near the western shore, and it appears to be recent. Its flag has been torn away, but you see the bow of the ship and it has the face of a female as a figurehead. You don't see any other ships. Yark, upwards and onwards and all the wards. Smiley really seems to enjoy his job. You make it to the Northwest Island following your route, and I need everyone to roll a perception check. Well, it appears that we may have a candidate for a sunken ship to investigate. So you make it to the northwestern part of the island. You're going to be going west around it and south and then east again. And I need another perception check. Gonk gets a seven. Yeah, the sea has taken me eyes. <laughs> Winslow has rolled a natty one. <laughs> oh, my God. Bestard is enamored with the way the wind plays with his hair. As the ship bounds through the waves, he is striking such an amazing pose. He is not paying attention to anything else. Was the number? It was an eight. Okay, so that was the highest one. <laughs> so around the northwestern part of the island, you uh, see a couple old ships underwater in the clear water. One mass ships. Um... You see a two-mast ship on the eastern side of the island. It has a flag with a royal blue background, but you can't see what is in the center of it. Oh, so we're going to go and scope everything out beforehand. That was the plan, yeah. When uh, Gonkin gave the map to Smiley, he created a path that they wanted to investigate first to sail around all islands first. So you will have notes on northeast, Northwest, southwest, southeast, and then you will judge which island to search and which islands not to search. If my character isn't actually perceiving these things, should I be writing that down? Well, the best perceiver, it is assumed, will communicate, we'll communicate it. to Assuming the rest of the you can party. Communicate with me. <laughs> so, so did the the wreck in the northwest island have a figurehead that we could see? No, you. It was either smashed to to pulp or. Uh, you didn't see it with a eight perception. 
Can I acknowledge local the island curses as a crazed sailor? You absolutely can acknowledge local the curse. Winslow wishes to peer into the deeper realms, the sea realms. I rolled a three. <laughs> I don't know what my pluses are. I don't think it matters. Yeah. So you you pray to your god Besmara to give you any information on the curse, and all you really get is that yes, there is a curse. Ah, a three. Sirens be clouding me judgment. Your rolls are really reflecting your character, and I love this game sometimes. As you guys start traveling back east in between all four islands, completing the S motion, and as you cross through the middle of the four islands, I need everyone to roll a will save. As in the distance, you hear, ah. Hark of Astis be the sirens. Hit me, baby, one more time. I warned ye. Uh, Gunk would have a seven after that three. Okay. Winslow's heard many a siren, a four. <laughs> a Winslow rolls 16. Wait, did you roll a four or a 16? 16. Oh, you rolled. No, I, I've heard many a siren, a four. Oh, okay. Like before. Yeah. But because he's a... Yeah, he's, he's touched. Yeah. So... <laughs> Many's the times yeah. I heard. Bastard. Bestard is not a fan of pop music. He has rolled a 12. So Bestard and Gonk, you guys move towards the edge of the ship, and I need another will save from both of you. As I roll for the crew, Gonk gets a 12. Bestard has rolled a 16 this time. Okay. So Bestard... You shake it off as doing a action that would harm yourself gives you another roll to save from that. I don't think that shake it off is a Britney Spears song. <laughs> and I'm just going to roll for the crew quickly while Gonk appears to want to jump off the ship towards the beautiful voice. The crew is rolling rocks except for one. So only one failed the initial will. It's the Greenhorn Deckhand, Willie. And Willie takes the same route as Gonk towards the edge, and he gets one more chance, and he passes. He hits 15 for 15, 13 plus two. So we have a threat with Gonk going overboard, and I will give Winslow and Bestard each a chance to try to save him. So you can roll a reflex save. Vast the Sea King has sent his siren wenches to tempt our mate off of the bow of the ship. Not today, wench. Ooh, Winslow has rolled a fatty natty. The Sea King favors Winslow. Bestard has rolled a 21 with a 14 plus 7. So both of you see Gonk going towards the edge, mesmerized by the beautiful female voice played by your dungeon master. So you guys react swiftly, shaking your head, and both grab him quite easy. He's just a little guy. He might tell you he's a little bit bigger, but he's just a little guy. 32 pounds. Oh, a giant. Giant for a gnome. My friend, it is very deep here. You do not want to go for a swim. 
So Gonk is still affected by the song, however, and even though you restrained him, he is still trying to get overboard. He's still trying to get to the edge and jump towards the mysterious singing creature. Yar, those fork-tongue accursed sirens still have their hold on ye. I need to swim. I need to see... I need to see the sea. What they call a double entendre. Oh. Because you hear it twice. C be the pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet. Right after R. I don't know if you need my CMD or my CMB, but uh, I have both those pulled up. Scuppery thoughts about jumping overboard. Ye, Bildret. So one can grapple him and one can tie him up, let's say, for simplicity's sake, because you know you guys need to... I'll grab... I have 18 strengths, so... Yeah. Uh, I think think you uh, should do this. Yeah, because I have eight strength. Aye, Winslow was long ago deigned the arbiter of the Sea King, and the Sea King acts through Winslow. I shall grapple. I shall grapple, Gonk. Oh, attempt your grapple. Roll a d20. 17. He needed to beat an 11. Oh, and he needed to beat an 11, which was your CMD, Gonk. So you have successfully grappled Gonk. Esmara has blessed us this day. And he's still trying to go to the ocean. Sirens. You don't know there's sirens. Sirens. He's been saying it. I've been yelling about sirens. I'm like, I warned you. I told you. you it was sirens either. I, no, but I perceived it, didn't I? If I don't. Yeah, you medicate. If I don't, or I guess, so my character may not know, but he's been yelling about it enough that I'm going to say it. Yeah, 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 that's fine. He's talking about sirens no matter what anyways. Yeah, I'll just give it to you guys. If <laughs> they call out to me. Damn ye, you'll scupper that. They need me to come home. Your home is here, my little friend. Let me show you the way. Yeah, and I attempt to tie him up with the rope that I keep with me. All right, so we'll just trust that Bestart has rope. I totally checked these guys' character sheets, by the way. He's got a kit, a dungeoneering kit. Ooh. I do. Uh, so sleight of hand. Yeah. So that's a uh, 19. A 19. So you tie up this two-foot-six little gnome with the rope you have, sometimes known as three feet. Uh, he's two-foot-ten. Oh, he's two-foot-ten. My bad. My bad. So you tie up this two-foot-ten gnome, who will tell you he's three feet tall. And with a 19, you do this quite easily with Winslow holding him down. So because everyone on the ship has passed their will save with the siren, you are safe for the rest of the day. Now I just need time to pass, right? Yeah, except for Gonk, who needs an hour to pass. Cold shower. Yeah, he's going to constantly try to break out of the ropes. Actually, roll a strength check. That would be a three minus one for two. Okay, so yeah, he's <laughs> he's going to be immobile for a while. You'll go nowhere. Your brain's gone to rot. My little friend, we will get you all the sirens you need when we get back to port. Gonk is still obviously just trying to break free. Not acknowledging him. Yeah. <laughs> trying to break free, and he wants to go to the pretty lady so she can meet with him and then discard him. And maybe she's the reason for the curse. So, your guys are going down on an angle towards the southeast island, the most optimal route. And I'm going to need a perception check for the southeast island. Minus me, right? Uh, yeah, actually, great call. 
Gonk will not be able to perceive because he is tied up and he wants to get lucky. Bestard has rolled a 15. Yar, Winslow sees in all realms simultaneously for a mighty roll of 25. Okay, with a 25, Winslow, for the first time, stares past the ship, throws his fishing rod to the ground, and takes a good look at this island. And in the surrounding waters, you see a recently wrecked two-mast ship just off the southern shore. Despite coming at it on the angle, you see in the southwestern part of it, the ship in question. With eagle eyes, you see the flag has a royal blue background with a red phoenix in the middle. The ship also has two phoenix claws coming out of the bow, the front of the ship. It wrecked on the reef. It clearly tried to go around the long way around the islands, but the siren called to them and they started just steering towards the sirens, got caught up in the reef, and you basically see the full ship close to shore off the southwestern side. This matches the description, right? The royal blue with the red phoenix and then the phoenix claws on the bow. So, avast ye filthy washouts. The vessel we be seeking is upon us. Them's the truth. Them's the truth. Yard, you don't want to check the other aisle. Smiley's wondering if you just want to still check the southwestern island or... Well, that was the plan, right? Uh, this is out of character, but we may want to check the other island anyways. I know we're pretty sure this is the one, yeah. but uh, we need time to pass so that I'm un-incapacitated. Yes, also an excellent point. Jeez. It's like he's played this game yeah. before, right? <laughs> yep. Winslow's just excited. So the captain asked you a question? Yes. Well. I can't, can, I can't talk. Um, well, yeah, we can't rely on Winslow and it's, for and this it's one. Not, and it's not my call. I'm... I'm part of the crew. Well, he would still go with the plan, right? Just because I'm yelling doesn't mean I'm saying Well, stop. he's literally asking if you want to deviate, right? It's up to Winslow you. You should roll for it. Just roll your... Just play your character, dude. Like, mm-hmm. just play your character. Like, it is what it is. Like, Ray is I'll just giving you good advice, but his character is out, right? Because I don't think Winslow would be thinking about that. Yeah. What, so what is driving Winslow to to stop right Winslow now? Winslow has been gifted the sight of vision from the Sea King. He sees exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. He's certain of it. Beyond. Yar. The Sea King speaks to Winslow. Batten down the hatches. We advance. Yar. Captain Smiley acquiesces to your request and screams, Ye cow-hearted, no-tongue, nasty blackguard. Sail for the southeast isle. And Dixon No Tongue Zell, first mate to Captain Joseph Hamlet Smiley, diverts course, and instead of checking out the southwest island, they sail to the southeast. And they have to anchor about 150 feet offshore to avoid the reefs to meet the same fate as the merchant's ship. And the crew starts preparing the skiff, or the small rowboat that's going to go down. And now that the Jerfalcon is anchored, the crew start hooking the skiff up to, to a combination of ropes and pulleys, getting ready to lower it down. So is there anything you guys want to do before entering the skiff? Struggle weakly against my bonds. Yeah, you guys are going to have to deal with that. How much longer is it? That he has? We'll say it's, it's, it's like these islands are super close together. So you guys only really went like another 15 minutes. So 
Um, you guys can just lay him down into the skiff, or you guys can wait, whatever you guys want to do. Well, I don't want Ray to be out of combat. Like, if we're going to do combat, you know, I don't want to elevator him, too. <laughs> do, do we know how long that uh, Siren's song will affect him? Let me just check what kind of magic the siren is, and I will let you know, sir. Uh, unfortunately, uh, out of all of us, the spellcaster is the one who is afflicted, so he would probably know best. Yeah, he, he's totally the one that should be calling the shots right now. We don't know, like... Like, we shouldn't be listening to Winslow. <laughs> and Bestard doesn't know anything about... Ah, Bestard might know a little bit about sirens being on the sea... But he's also kind of an idiot. You're going to have to convince Winslow, too. Because mm -hmm. Winslow's been on the sea for quite some time. And Winslow would want to charge forward, wouldn't he? Absolutely he does. Yeah. He, pirates are... The confidence is a fault, I'd say. <laughs> and, and right now, this is totally happening, because, like... Because Winslow has decreed it. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Like, we could load him up on the skiff oh. and just row over there. Can we, like, flavor it like we just cram a bunch of rum down his throat and, you know, we get him into sailor shape again? Because <laughs> that's what Winslow would do. He'd be like, a sailor needs rum to calm his nerves. Or gin, if we have some. Yeah, the only thing that pulls a man back from the grasp of a siren is the sweet rip of rum. Down your gullet into your bloated belly till ye burst. With flavor. Sponsored by Appleton Estate, Jamaican <laughs> rum. Gonk gets a save every round. Oh, wow. So, okay. Every round is six seconds. So, yeah, since every round is six seconds and it takes 15 minutes to get through, Gonk will essentially roll over and over and over while tied up. And he will be conscious unless he is the worst roller ever. Did you just do it on your first try? Yeah, that was an 18.4 for a 22. <laughs> okay. So you finally break through the spell of the siren. You still hear it, but you are unaffected by it. And you are waking up wondering why you are tied up. Winslow's cramming a bar with rum down your teeth. <laughs> Yar! So how do you react to this? Give Wake ye dog! All right, uh, so uh, Gonk, Gonk wakes up a little bit panic, wondering why he's tied up, very confused, starts looking around wide-eyed, but lovingly accepts the uh, the pour of whiskey into his mouth. Nice. Tenderly, even. <laughs> Tenderly. <laughs> so you guys are anchored, and the skiff... Let me remove your bonds, my small friend. Aye, we've weighed anchor. We approach our vessel. Did we, did we found the ship? Aye. Uh, I look at the ship just to see if I can confirm the findings. Okay, roll a d20 for perception. That's uh, an 11, so 14 total. So with a 14, you see the royal blue flag, but you can't quite make out what's in the middle. And you see the two phoenix claws coming out of the bow, which is the front of the ship. All right, I guess uh, that looks pretty close to what we're looking for. Let's uh, let's go have a closer look. I tell ye, the Sea King gifted me the vision. I know it. If the Sea King says it, it must be true. Them's the truth. Them's the truth. <laughs> Onward, friends. Winslow is very convincing. 
He would not take no for an answer. All right, so you guys get up into the skiff, and Smiley yells, Let him down gently, or I'll nail you gizzards to the mast. And I'm going to roll a strength check for the crew. That is lowering the boat. I'm having fun. <laughs> Please be gentle. <laughs> I don't knock this knock-kneed landlubber down. Life doesn't want me to have any fun. And the group safely descends to the ocean waters in their skiff. Who is going to be rowing this boat? How many, pe- how many people do we have? Sorry, that's coming with us? There's three of you. Just and, the three of us? Yeah, and one's going to row. We don't have anyone from the ship with us. Nope. That's not true. We have Bestard. We have Bestard and Winslow and Gonk. The people on the ship, they're sailors. They're not adventurers. Bestard is the hired help on the ship, and he is the insurance for Smiley to get his cut. Aye, to your duties, lad. Rowing with ye. But I am very tired. To your duties, you scurvy dog. You really don't want me to row? Strength of eight. (laughs) Winslow Does anyone, doesn't care. <laughs> Does anyone have sailing or anything? Winslow has swimming. <laughs> yeah, same with same with the best art. All right, uh, Gonk will uh, attempt to use his profession sailing skill to um, guide us to use this uh, vessel properly. All right, so the gnome takes charge, grabs both oars and. That's an 11. I think I have a plus 7. Let me just confirm. Oh my god, plus 7. Hacks. I like how we've used the smallest member of our three-man crew to row the boat. He's got his little baby hands on yeah. the ends of the oars. You guys yeah, are just arguing be... who to like row the boat. This little person, I say, is appropriate, right? With little little itty bitty hands. That's gonna be an eighteen. An eighteen? Oh my god! So you guys argue, and this little two foot ten gnome just shakes his head, jumps up onto the middle part because he has to jump, grabs the oars with his little baby hands and proficiently starts rowing towards the island, dodging reefs here and there. But I'm going to need everyone to roll a perception check halfway through the journey to the shore. So 75 feet in. So uh, Gonk with that roll, it's a 9. He's going to get a 12 for perception. Winslow continues to enjoy the sight of the Sea King with a roll of 18. Ooh. Despite gesticulating madly at Winslow about the argument about who should row. To your duties, lad! Bestart has rolled a 14 plus 4, which is an 18. He is paying attention. So while you guys argue, at the same time, the hair on your neck stand up. And you both look to the same side, the port side of the ship. You see a fin out of the water coming straight for the boat. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah, I believe Gonk is too focused on rowing to notice. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Bestard, what was your initiative? Bestard has rolled a nine, and his initiative is four, so that is a 13. Gonk? With a roll of seven, uh, Gonk has a 15. And Winslow. Aye, Winslow has a roll of nine. So the shark is the first to act. Coming from the left side, it attacks the boat. The boat's got hardness. Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, especially when I'm with you guys. And the shark hits. Gonna roll for damage. Its maws come out of the ocean and take a big bite out of your boat. Ooh, I like this shark. Give me a D8. And the shark hits for nine. 
Your rowboat has a hardness of five, so it bites the top couple inches off the left side of your rowboat. It is Gonk's turn. So Gonk, you are driving the boat 75 feet away from the shore. What do you do? I will, uh, in this case, I think it's in my best interest to just get us over to the other ship. I'm uh, not going to stop and try and fight the shark. I will. Uh, uh, you're in between the ship and the island, so you go ship or island. You're, in, in, you're in the direct si- center. Are we? No, but we were trying to row to the other ship. To the island. Yeah. We're, no, we're going to the island? the island, right? We're going to the island so we can investigate the ship. Yeah. The ship's on the island? The ship's like 20 crashed. feet offshore, yeah. the, like, the flag sticking up out of the water. It, it crashed in the okay. reefs. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, then back into it. So I will just uh, continue rowing us into shore. All right, so yeah, you're going to keep rowing to shore. Do another d20 for your proficient sailing. Not very good. That's an 11. That's an 11, and that passes. So you continue to row the boat towards the shore, and the boat moves 30 feet. So you are now 45 feet away from the shore of the southeastern island. It is now Bestard's turn. If I cannot hit this shark from here, then I remain in the boat and I hold action until the shark is in range. Yeah, absolutely. So you hold your action and when the shark comes close, you will use it. Bestard cannot reach the shark, so he Holds his turn until the shark is within range. All right, and Winslow. Aye, Winslow shall take this opportunity to cheer on our would-be sailor, Gonk. Aye, Gonk, you're a fair-mannered sailor and a true man of the sea in the making. We shall get to that vessel. I assumed you were going to the island because that's where that's right. where the just, vessel just shipwreck. Maybe I could just. Vessel. Have uh, described it better as having like you know, it's basically it's torn to shreds on the reef. And I can't uh, attack the shark at all, so we're just gonna hold action, I guess. I, I yeah, you can, you can you can use your turn like do what your character would do, right? Like if your character would just laugh at the sight of a shark and cheer your buddy on. I a true a true man of the sea in the making. So it is the shark's turn, top around two, and it will move up and it will attack the boat again. Uh, so when it moves up, yeah, do we get attack of opportunity? I jump into action and take my turn. Yeah, best hard, roll for attack. Uh, do I roll for attack or do I daring do and jump out of the boat but grab onto the oarlock and hang out the side and stab at the shark? Because I don't have reach. Well, the shark would be, it's a, it's a small boat. So no matter where you're on the boat, you can attack the wall. Oh, I can still reach him. Yeah. Yes, but that doesn't seem nearly as flamboyant as jumping out of the boat, holding the side of the oarlock, and stabbing at the shark. Well, you can do exactly what you said you want to do. You're just going to have to roll a acrobatics check. Well, I will roll an And then you get your one attack after. All right, I will. I'm actually going to spend a panache to use Daring Do. Oh my goodness. Which uh, adds a 1d6 to my uh, acrobatics check. Well, let's see what's going to happen. Bestard has rolled a 10, but his acrobatics is so strong that that's a 19. All right, so you successfully move in the way you want to move to try to attack, roll to attack. I have not used my Daring Do. I want to use it as an additional... Six to my 
acrobatics check. I am so fancy with my footwork. Yeah, you even have time to brush your hair bag, take in the moment, do a front flip, bounce off the rail, and you attack four. I don't notice it, but everyone is very impressed with me, I'm sure. Best art has rolled a three. <laughs> Four and a pl- with a plus seven, that is a ten. Well, with a ten, you swing around and your blade makes a big gash in the water but misses the shark. I'm sure he's very scared of me. Winslow? Ah, you feeble landlubber! To your duties! Your duty is to stab the sharks! I, Winslow, shall bring the judgment of the Sea King upon the snout of yon shark. Winslow rolls a 19. That's with your minus two? Yeah. So a 19 hits. So and Winslow follows up with the second fist. Well, do, do the damage of your first fist oh. first. Uh, D6. Six. Yeah. Aye, let us survey the damage done upon ye snout, foul shark. Two plus four. Your strength modifier. Aye, six damage. Oh, you punch this shark right in the snout that just shakes its head. But another fist is coming. Aye, tis only a taste. Aye, 20. Oh my god, and while it shakes its head, you land the left. Four. A mighty blow of eight damage. Oh my god, you hit it first in the snout, and as it shakes its head, the follow-up left hits it right in the eye. And this shark is looking rough. Besmara be with me, the Sea King has judged ye unworthy, yon foul shark! <laughs> but it is still following up with its attack, and it goes for... Ooh, 19, close, close, but definitely a hit on the boot. And it hits the boat for another two damage because of hardness. It is now Gonk's turn. I believe the best course action for us still is to uh, keep rowing, so I'm going to do that. Yeah. Row, row, row. That's going to be a 10. So the 10 is the pass. And I did fail, and I gave you 30 feet, but you could have moved twice for 60 feet. It doesn't mean the shark wouldn't have not attacked you. It still would have attacked you in 15 feet of water. But long story short, you have made it to the shore, despite my inept DMness. Fine sailing, lad. A true man of the sea. The shark with a bruise on its nose and a black eye swims back out to the sea. We'll be back to fist him later. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing as I am already outside of this boat, I uh, put my feet down on the ground and help bring it onto the shore. Do a strike check? This is not a great idea. 17. Well, with one hand, you grab the boat and gallantly bring it onto shore in the perfect spot where you know it won't sweep out to sea again. Aye, to your duties, lad. There's a fine lad doing his duties. So you guys make it to the shore. You successfully pull the boat aside, and on the shore, it doesn't take a perception check to see there are drag marks and footprints in the sand leading into the foliage and palm trees into the interior of the island. What do you do, and also, quickly, what order will you guys be walking in? It seems to me we are not the first people on shore here. Uh, Gonk's gonna, Gonk's gonna acknowledge the drag marks that we see, and, uh, just make mention that, uh, before we start following off into the island, I wanna check around, um, like to check around here on the beach, just to see if there's anything else interesting to find, 
So uh, I'd like to do a perception on the uh, on the beach here just to see. All right, roll your perception. Anybody else can join me if you like. That's a 12. Bestard has rolled a 15. Aye, it is a 15 for all. Well, Gonk takes the lead to declare it is time to look around, but it is Bestard and Winslow who see the tip of another skiff deep into the foliage just 10 feet away. Aye, these lily-livered dogs try to hide their deeds. The Sea King does not approve. It seems to me we should bring our skiff farther up the shore to make sure that it does not float away with the high tide. How do we want to um, interpret this uh, revelation? So God's going to go have a look at the uh, other skiff. I'm going to saunter up there. Okay, you can roll a perception to check out the ship a little bit closer. So that's going to be a uh, 15 on perception. With a 15 on perception, you see it is a bigger skiff than yours that would hold more people. It could hold up to 10 people. And you see it took many more bite marks from sharks than yours did, and they barely made it to shore. So I'll relay the information about the boat to the uh, rest of the party. And um, are there is there... Are there any footprints around where they've left their boat indicating which direction they've gone in on the island? So closer to the boat and the heavier foliage, you're away from like the sand and it kind of the, the terrain gets a little rougher. So you guys would need a survival check to pick up the trail from the boat. All right. Uh, I can roll survival again, provided that it is uh, you're able to roll it untrained. Yeah, you can roll it untrained, but just not as well as someone who has survival trained. That's going to be a 12 plus 1 for 13. Does anyone else want to roll survival? Aye. Tis a natty one. (laughs) Shame fills me britches. So once again, it's either like you're really perceptive or you're just like straight out of it. It's like one or the other. There's no middle ground. The sea king giveth and the sea king taketh. (laughs) Best starred. All tides must come in and go out. (laughs) Bestar has rolled an eight. He does not really care one way or another. All right. So the one who is untrained rolls the best. So even untrained, Gonk still kind of picks up a path of some footsteps going straight to the middle of the island. You go a little bit further and you'll see a piece of clothing attached to a branch that came off. And you see the scuff marks on some random rocks here and there. Hey, guys. Check these out. So, do you guys follow a gonk into the jungle? My small friend, thank you for pointing this out. It appears we are not the first people to have set foot upon this shore. Aye, tis devils. Tis devils. Winslow wagers. So, you go in, let's just say... So, um... I think that uh, I think that even if this is devils, uh, we should follow them in. They might have more information than we have, and at the very least, they, uh, we should be able to find some good salvage. Aye, always a brave man of the sea, Gonk. A true man of the sea is ye. We shall extinguish these devils and please the Sea King. Perhaps these this other crew has done our dirty work for us. And all we need to do is swoop in and steal the booty. So you guys follow the path. 
Gonk leading the way. Who's behind Gonk? Hey, Winslow follows behind closely while reciting a prayer. Should pale death with treble dread make the ocean caves our bed. God who hears the surges roar, deign to save our suppliant soul. That leaves Bestard at number three. <laughs> to your duties, lad! Bestard finishes combing his hair. Bestard falls along behind, unconcerned with a seaman's verbal superstition. Aye, well, you're a spineless landlubber. What does ye know? I know enough to drum a repair before I enter into a forestless such as this. Ye lie, you filthy dog, ye lie. You can't even maintain ye's duties, let alone draw thine saber. I gesture to my rapier in my hands. Ah, fine pointy weapon, tis it? Tis indeed. So the whole while, Gonk is dutifully checking markers, footprints, and he, despite the noise that he hears <laughs> coming from behind. You're just making yeah. a super huge amount of noise. And following this path, you eventually find a small clearing. In the center of the clearing is the remnants of a campfire. Around the campfire are hastily made makeshift lean-to shelters. Among them are unmoving bodies in pools of blood laying about. Four, to be exact. Investigate. I think it's, uh, Gunk's gonna walk in slowly, looking around, keeping his eyes peeled for dangers, and, uh, gonna go have a look at those bodies. Tis an ill omen, gents. Tis an ill omen. Or so, it's an omen of more treasure for us. Yeah. However omen you want to take it, there are the four dead bodies. How do you want to investigate said bodies? Well, I, you'd perceive, I would assume. Perception, first. heal check. There's... I'm only going to be able to use perception, I'm sure. Yeah. Can you use heal untrained? Unless, no. since those are sailors, I can use profession sailor <laughs> to investigate their remains. Yeah. That's the only, uh, that's really the only, uh, or if I could, if I can lie to the corpses, I, I'm good at bluff. Yeah. You, and, you and me both, man. What do you do? Approach the corpses. Okay, approach the closest one. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so do, what do you have? Perception, heal, what do you have? Perception's going to be the best for me. I'm not sure about the uh, about my compatriots. Aye. Same for me. Aye. You all check the first body. It is a halfling unmoving. Gonk gets an eight, so not much help. Eight. Bestard has rolled a 16 plus four, which is 20. Aye, once again, the Sea King blesses me with his advanced vision. And Winslow rolls a 20. So Bestard and Winslow, once again, on the same wavelength, they can see that this halfling has stab wounds and there is a lot of blood around him. You check his pulse and he is dead. Freshly dead. Importance. You guys move to the second body. What um, what, what, uh, what sort of halfling does this look like? Is he a sailor? Is he a adventurer? Is he a townsfolk? Yeah, he is 100% a sailor, a dead sailor, and he has been looted. All right, move on to the next closest bodies and uh, give it another chance. Using your roll from your first perception, we'll go through the unmoving bodies one by one to save some time. 
So the next one is a dead human, also stab wounds, also no pulse. The third one is a dead gnome with a stab wound in the neck, no pulse. And the last one that you check is an almost dead human. And he is bleeding out his chest on his right side. His eyes look up at you guys in panic. Aye, tis an alive blooded one. Bastard immediately gives him a potion of healing. Okay, roll a d6. It is a six. (laughs) The human eagerly takes the potion of light wounds. And he just whispers, Those bastards! Those bastards betrayed us! You were attacked by your own crewmates? Roll a diplomacy check. <laughs> diplomacy. Sense motive? And yeah, you can sense motive to whatever he says. Is this one of those things I should be aiding on? Nope. Okay. You can roll your own. I'll roll my own. Sense motive if you want. Aye. Winslow applies the eye of the sea king. Unfortunately, it is blinded for a natty one. <laughs> That's a 17 on the diplomacy. Okay. Bestard has rolled a 14, so sense motive is a plus four, 18 total. All right, so Gonk comes across genuine and very well. And despite being on the brink of death, the human describes himself as Sully Limper. And Sully was part of the crew of the merchant ship belonging to Czar Antiflog. Oh yeah, Frank Zipsap, he decided one night We're all just gonna camp, and we're gonna keep the treasure. And half of us didn't want to keep the treasure, but he's a big, big man, and he took took four of us down, but there are still five of them. They went to go bury the treasure to come back with it later. Well, thank God you guys came. Oh my God, I saw the light. I didn't like it. So is that Frank plus five, or five including him? That's that's five, five people, including Frank. Frank zip zap. So you're, your ship got caught on the on the coral reef and was destroyed? The navigator, he heard the siren's call and he just started going towards it. None of us knew what was happening. I passed my will check because, you know, I'm pretty strong, but the rest, they went crazy. And then as soon as we got caught in the reefs, it was just mayhem. Every man for himself. So there's nothing left of value on the ship. We took the most valuable chest and we left. I don't really know what's left on the ship. I just know this was the main thing to bring to Nork. Excellent. Boys, we know who has it now. They could be coming. They could be coming back any time. Why would they come back? They have the treasure. They went to go bury it, I told you. Aye, what fiendish, low-down, treacherous knave will bury the good treasure? That's what pirates do. No pirate of mine buries the treasure. We spend it on ramen whores. We have to stop them before the treasure's lost forever. Which way did they go? Oh, that's easy. I know exactly where they went. The last thing I saw before I started blacking out. He points more northerly into the island. And if you guys want, you can try another perception check. Gonk gets a 13 on perception. Bestard gets a 19, which is a 15 plus 4. Winslow rolls a 16. So Bestard, you see a trail of blood going even further into the island. As it appears that one is wounded from the fight from before. It looks like someone has sprung a leak in the combat that happened on the beach. It is also starting to become nighttime. So you guys have a decision to make here. As you've had a full day of sailing and traversing this island, 
You can travel into the night, or you can wait. It is up to you. It seems to me that I cannot see very well in a forest like this. Maybe we should make use of this camp already set up for us, despite all of the bodies all around. Ye yelly belly, you're lucky the Sea King favors a sailor that takes a moment to rest and sip upon the fine rum. So does that mean you guys are... (laughs) That is Winslow uh, agreeing to rest, but also taking the opportunity to deride Bestard. Well, Winslow... Tell me if your eyes work better than mine in the dark, because I cannot see even my hand in front of my face right now. A true man of the sea needs no eyes of his own to see in the dark. The sea king shall guide you to all things that must be known. You are no man of the sea, bastard. Winslow, why don't you guide us through the forest, men of the sea in amongst the trees? Aye, you flea-bitten knave, ah! Winslow explained it already. The sea king favors the sailor that takes a moment's rest to sip upon the finer rums. Gonk? I can still see pretty well, guys. I might be able to lead us. (laughs) Well, that solves that. Silence, you jellyfish! <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Winslow takes out a flask of rum and starts slamming it back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, no, he starts filling up a cup that he has no. and then slams it and then fills up the cup and slams it and then fills up the cup and slams it. Oh, what a what a beast. What yeah. do you guys want to do with Sully Limper? Well, he's he's already been saved with the potion. Yeah, he's, he's not uh, dying. He's... Yeah, he's not dying. I never said he was dying. I said, what do you want to do with Sully Limper? We would feed him the finer rums. Ye knaves, tis the law of the sea. Oh, I do like rum. Open your gullet. (laughs) Does Sully Limper look like uh, a man who is capable in combat or other adventuring scenarios? With your sense motives, both of you, you have no reason to believe that Sully Limper was lying. And you also believe that he wants revenge on the crew that left him for dead. Shall we ask our friend here whether or not he wants to accompany us and take revenge on Frank Zip Zap? Aye, you lumpish fool. Boredom makes men to villains. This man will be put into our employ. Do you guys have, like, an extra weapon or something? We could give him an oar. A true man of the sea requires nothing but his own fists. I could give him a small-sized dagger. Oh, that dagger looks really good. Can I have it? It will look more like a needle, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than nothing, I guess. Mr. Sully, what sort of experience do you have in a melee battle? So he takes this small needle from Gonk. And he tries to show you some, like, sick attack moves. But it's like a five-year-old child with, like, an oversized Zelda sword trying to, like, show some moves. And it just doesn't really look very impressive at all. Perhaps we should give you an oar so you can just poke at the enemies. Curse ye, another yellow-bellied dog. Not a man of the sea. Any true man of the sea should not find himself in such a place as this lowly urchin. So with the sun setting... You guys decide to wait at the campfire? (laughs) Yes. I think it only makes sense now. What is your night order? Your watch order? Who's staying up first? Who's staying up second? I'll take first watch. And who's staying up fourth? 
Seeing as you are the only one who can see at night, do you want to take the midnight watch? Low light vision, not dark vision. Uh, so I can see at sunset, I can't see any better than anybody else at night. So we are all in the same place then. Feel free to take the first watch, my small friend. I figured first watch will have the most dusk and low light conditions. I can see twice as far, so. The night is mine. The Sea King wills it. Bestart will wake up early then and make sure that our morning is trouble-free. Aye, landlubber, ensure you see to your duties appropriately and on time. I would like to remind you, Winslow, that I am employed on a ship, which is not land. Landlubber means nothing to me. You fester in sea, cucumber. The sea king has already judged ye accordingly. You are no man of the sea. So you want Sully to sleep the whole time? That guy's a... You can do whatever the fuck... He, he also almost died. Yes, we want him to sleep the whole time. So because... <laughs> we can't trust that guy. Not Come on, he already got stabbed in the neck. He's useless. Yeah. Hey, uh... W- w- where am I going to be in the watch? Don't worry about it. Just... Have a good night's rest. Oh, okay. I guess I'll just, uh, trust you guys. Tis your duty to be a pack mule, and no more, you lowly urchin. Shine the boots if you must. Okay, so it's going to be a 10-hour watch, which is you three. So, for the watch order, we have Gonk, and then... The night is Winslow's. Winslow? I'm going to trust this fucking guy to watch over us while we sleep. He's a lowly... He's an urchin. Yeah. He could also stab us and yeah. just take the treasure. He's an urchin that's already been stabbed. Well, Fucking okay, low like nothing. You guys did sense motive. and Yeah, but we motive. didn't sense motive to whether or not he wants to kill Here's us. Here's the thing. The Sea King already judged this man. The Sea King judged him. He foolishly saved him from the Sea King's judgment. He's next to useless. He carries things. He shines the boots. And then we have Bestard last in the order for the watch. So Gonk's watch passes without incident. Winslow's watch also passes without incident. And Bestard, just as the sun begins to rise, I'm going to need you to do a perception check. Bestard has rolled a 14 plus 4, which is an 18. What do I see? You don't see anything, but you hear people talking deeper into the island, coming towards the camp. I do my very best to sneak around and try to wake up my companions without making very much noise. Who do you wake up first? Not you. (laughs) (laughs) So let's have everyone roll initiative. You didn't wake me up yet. (laughs) No, didn't wake you up yet, but you guys will act first in a surprise round. And we will see what a bestard does. Bestard has rolled a fatty natty. 24. Aye, Winslow rolls a 14 on initiative. This is a good thing I am paying attention. The only person awake. Of course I go first. For once, you take your duty seriously. So Gonk has a 21 for initiative. So Bestard, you have the surprise round. And the chittering and chattering you hear are from... Two lumbering, hard-shelled crab creatures that stand as tall as a dwarf. It's massive pincers waving menacingly. They both fall from the trees north of your camp. 
you have the surprise round, so what do you do? To arms, my compatriots! We are assaulted! So Gonk and Winslow and Sully all will need to roll perception checks. Plus five. Plus five? What is that? For everybody? Do we get a plus five? Yeah, because he is yelling and near asleep. I see. Gonk gets a 23 perception. Aye, 21 perception. And Sully hears something, but he kind of stirs and just, like, moves from the left side to the right side and goes to bed again. He's not minding his duties, I believe. Yeah, aye, tis right. Useless. And Bestard, you also rolled the highest initiative. So, what do you do? I see about 20 feet in front of me a giant crab. Is there anything around this crab that I could do some fancy footwork to stab at him with? Yeah, the one right ahead of you is right next to a tree, so the tree will have branches, and give me your best. Is there a branch in the way that I could swing from to do some crazy things with? That is what I said. I do not want to antagonize the DM. (laughs) Tis no man of the sea. Feared of the DM he is. I run up to the crab, and as I approach, I leap into the air, grab onto a branch so that I can swing at him with my rapier. All right, so roll your acrobatics. I do not care about these crabs. It is a 26. With a 26, you jump and do a full 360 around the branch that you wanted to grab onto. And you go down and swing down with your rapier for... It is an 18. And it's 18 hits. Yes. You will soon see my my deft fingers are capable of much daring do. <laughs> I rolled a one. But one plus four for five damage. To shirking your duties regardless. Don't mask it no other. You know it. The Sea King knows it. So, Bestard, I will give you a panache point for the fancy maneuver so you can replenish your pool there. And you do the 360 around the branch and you slice the crab for five damage. It kind of shrugs it off as it bounces off the shell. Yeah, almost like someone who wasn't filling their duties, right? It's like they're, he didn't know his duties at all. That's really. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonk, you are next. I believe my duty was to wake you fuckers up. Gonk just woke up. Am I laying down? (laughs) You're laying down, and because you're a sorcerer, you are still in your light armor. My my sorcerer shirt? (laughs) Yeah, your sorcerer's shirt. Basically, it does not affect you at all. You Uh, can just sleep in whatever you're wearing during the day, unlike like a heavy armored person. But this is a surprise round, right? No, the surprise round was... Bastard waking you guys up. Okay, so we got a full round. Yeah. So uh, Gonk's going to move a couple spots here. I've got 20 foot of movement, so this shouldn't be a problem. 5, 10. And I'm going to use the spell Burning Hands. So with Burning Hands, you will attack both crabs, but also Bastard will have to do a reflex save to try and dodge the attack. But all of them will have to do one anyways. I'm good at reflex saves. Okay, it's a reflex save versus DC 15. So a DC 15, so it'll affect both crabs and Bestard as well. 
So we'll roll the crabs first. First crab rolls a 17, and that is a save for a 19. Second crab rolls a fatty natty. What? So let's see what happens to Bastard. Bastard has rolled a 12, plus his reflex save of seven, which is a 19. All right, so half damage from Burning Hands, which is 2d4 halved. Three, one damage. Uh, rolling or uh, rounding up or down? Uh, it's usually down. Yeah, it always rounds down in Pathfinder, so you roll three, so that's one damage to the crabs and Bestard. I am feeling singed. That's the end of my turn. After that, it is Winslow. Winslow shall... Move about the sideways to get behind the crab on the rightmost flank to strike it about its anus with his fists of the Sea King's justice. Well, just one fist because you used one to move. What? You need a full round action to do your- Me arms and me legs are tangled about, you say? It's the land, I swears it. Indeed, you cannot achieve a broadside. Yeah. As I was on a boat, this would be no problem. I strike with one fist of justice upon the crab's anus. Yeah, with a plus two for the flank. Hi, uh, 19 plus. Yeah, you hit the crab. Four. Yeah. A 23. Yeah, that hits. The Sea King's might has favored me once again. You fist the crab right in the anus. Right in the anus. Yeah. You do what you want to do. For seven damage. You just hear... Aye. Which is crab talk for... I just got hit in the ass. Take that in your bloated bilge sack, you egg-carrying monster. Do they carry eggs? Do crabs carry eggs? Yes. If it's a female. Okay, good. It is now time for the crab that has faced the wrath of Bestard and Winslow. It is now the crab's turn who has taken attacks from... Bestad and Winslow, and he has no choice but to attack one of the two, and he will attack Winslow, because he doesn't shut up. Ah, bring it, you filthy, bilge-watered beast! Bring me your strongest, I shall weather any storm! You are nothing to me! The crab takes a full attack action, and with one claw, hits for 22. Die, tis a hit, surely. He also gets a free grab attack with said claw, and he's gonna roll for that as well. Oh, and he misses his grab. I choke ye! Strike ye dead! But he does roll for. Oh, come on, a one. Ha 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 ha! The Sea King favors me once more. No sea beast shall lay asunder Winslow, only the minor ticklings of one's pouch. Even though he missed the grab, he still does three points of damage. Aye. And he'll attack again with his left side. 13. Ha! A blow for bottom feeters. And he will miss with his second blow, and that leads us to crab number two, which will go and try to help his buddy. And... He will flank around Winslow away from the campfire because Winslow's gone really far. And he will attack Winslow's flank for 18. Aye. And that's a free grapple. Oh, and that's a fatty natty on the free grapple. Oh, no. Aye. Which I assume is above your CMD. 
So you are grappled in the claw of this magnificent beast, and you take seven damage. Aye, a sizable blow. This one is not satisfied with mine pouch. Instead, must go for the full package. And it is now Sully's turn. And Sully sees what's going on. And he takes his toothpick gnome weapon. But he has to double move to get into combat. And he wasn't wearing any armor either. Just for those keeping track. So he will go straight to Winslow, despite the chirps, and fight side by side with Winslow, but he does not have any more turns to do any attacks or anything. So we basically have two crabs on Winslow with Sully, surprisingly, being the one to be side by side with him. We have Bestard south of the one crab, and we have Gonk on the outside trying to cast magical spells. But now that everyone's close together, it might be hard to do what he wants. We'll see what happens as we go to the top of round two with Bestard. Bestard stabs out at the enemy with his rip here for a 17. 17 hits. Yes. These crabs are no match for my deft hand. It is an eight. I've rolled a four plus four. You take a mighty swing at the crab closest to you, and that's the one that's taking the most damage. And you find the weak spot of his shell, and you deal a decent amount of damage, and it seems to be limping a little bit. It did not expect that. We have Gonk next. Okay. It's not going to be great to keep casting Burning Hands. Please please don't. (laughs) Okay, because Bastard asked me not to, I'm going to step up behind him and cast Burning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I'm going to step up there, and I'm going to... I've walked up uh, walked up 20 feet behind Winslow, um, and I'm going to want him to try and keep him in the fight as long as possible here. So you've circumvented the combat area because you used to be behind me. So Gonk goes around the tree there and he joins the middle of the battle. He sees that Winslow is bleeding out and he wants to use his wand of cure light wounds. That's it. Sully is the uh, NPC. Okay. This may or may not work. So that is an eight plus nine is a 17. That works. So that means then it's going to be D eight plus one. Oh. Max, boys, we got a, we got ourselves a nine. A true man of the sea. Bless ye, Gonk. Bless ye. Broken. Me true hearty. All right. So you're almost back to full health with that one, you jerk. And <laughs> it is now Winslow's turn. Oh, my turn. Sorry. Aye, Winslow shall rain more blows upon the flanked crab into its anus. Although, oh, wait, I'm grabbed. What does that mean for me? That means you have to roll to see if you can break the grapple. Uh, D20? That would be a D20. Would be a modifier? strength check, I think. Strength check? Excellent. Excellent. Is that a CMB attack? That is a CMB attack. You have to beat 15. My CMB is 6. Nice. Aye, not so nice. A 10. Yeah, so you're still grappled and you can't do anything. Aye, in the clutches of this crab once more. Won't you see to your duties, Bestard? Afford me from these clutches, you buffoon! 
I cannot even reach the crab that has you grabbed. Do your duties, you move. Your barnacle laden behind. So it is now the crab's turn. And the crab that has been battling with Bastard will aim for him. He rolls for a 19. Uh, I... I use dodging panache to make a counterattack against his attack. Okay. Which means when an opponent makes a melee attack against a swashbuckler, he can spend one panache point and expend the use of an attack of opportunity to attempt to parry that attack. Swashbuckler makes an attack roll as if I was taking an attack of opportunity. The opponent is the same size as me, so if my result is greater than the attacking creature's result, the creature's attack automatically misses. All right, you gonna use a panache point? Yes. This crab thinks he is bitter than me, but I will repost his attack. Bastard has rolled a 19 plus 7, 26 to repost the attack of the crab. Okay, so you deflect the first attack, but he does have two claws, so he is gonna attack with his left arm now. Uh, do I get to roll my damage before he does this? Provided the creature is within my reach, which he is. So that would resolve before his second attack happens. Exactly. All right, so roll the damage from your parry. Five plus four is nine. With nine, you swipe away the claw and you stab it right in the eye, killing the crab closest to you. I have just increased my panache points, despite spending one to make this happen. Aye. Well done, there's an alive-blooded sailor in you yet, bastard. Thank you, Winslow. You keep it up, though, you slack on your duties. Anymore, I shall be reporting directly to the Sea King about your shirking of duties. Your praise really means nothing to me, but it is great to hear it. It matters not to me. Curses to ye. Strike ye dead for all Winslow cares. You can tell why I made such good friends with Winslow. <laughs> so the last remaining crab holding Winslow will do a full attack action on Winslow. First one's a hit. I'll tell you that. Means nothing to Winslow. Winslow fears nothing. Should Winslow be struck down, he shall become a spirit of the sea, inhabiting many and all seabirds. And the first claw, you take three damage as it squeezes you and holds you. The next claw will go in, and with the bonus of grappling, you will have to deal with 16. Aye, tis a hit. Oh my god, his second claw grapples you as well. For another three damage. God damn it, all once, all once. The Sea King won't will it, you fool. You fool crabs! Sully will move in, five foot adjust, and he will full attack action on the crab, holding Winslow. He hits on his first attempt for one damage. Ha! With his little mini dagger, he pokes a small hole into the side of the leg of the crab, the last remaining crab. He swings again. He misses the second attempt. He's too pumped on the first one. And he's like, look what I did. Look what I did on the first one. Carry the bags, you fool. Oh, no, I don't know. I thought I did good, but I guess I got to do more. Best turn. Looking at the battlefield in front of me, 
I decide to vault over the crab. I would like to swing on a branch of the tree in front of me so I could swing around into a flank of the remaining crab. All right, roll an acrobatic. Will do. I would like to spend a panache to use Daring Dude to make sure that my amazing maneuvers are successful. It probably will not matter, but that was a 12 plus nine, which is a 21 plus one, which is a 22. All right, you successfully navigate through the branches of the trees and flank the last crab. Roll for attack. A stab at you. Another 21, 14 plus seven. That's a hit. Have at thee, crab. It's a three plus four, which is a seven. Fanciful footwork by a landlord such as ye, afforded such luxury by stable environs. You do some healthy damage to the last crab, and it is Gong's turn. All right, now on this turn, new turn, I'm going to attempt to use the wand on Winslow again. All right. That's going to be a success. So 14 plus 9, 23, needed a 20. Now we get to heal Winslow. We hit him for the nine. Glorious redemption in the eyes of the Sea King. <laughs> <laughs> it is Winslow's turn. And you need to do a CMD check to see if you I can get out of the grapple. Release me from grapple. yon clutches, vile beast. Ha! A mighty roll of 22. You pry the claw apart and break through. And now you are free of the grasp of the claw. Curses to ye! I shall box your filthy crab eyes out. That is a full round action, so we're now back at the crab. Curses to the dungeon master. Who will do a full round action on you, but will incur an attack of opportunity from Bestiled. But also, a Sully will get an attack after Useless tis he. Ah, I see that you are trying to attack my friend. I will not stand for this. 18 to hit. 18 hits. That is a seven to damage. Hark! Hark, bastard! Recarpenter that crab's facial structure. <laughs> you smoke the crab right in the face, and it does not look good. Sully goes, oh, that's a good hit. I'm going to try to do the same thing, but my dagger's a little small and I missed. Now the crab will do a full round action on Winslow. 15. Aye, tis a match. <laughs> so you're going to have to roll a CMD to make sure you're not grabbed. 19. Oh, and you just dodge the pincers and manage to avoid the whole grabbing situation. But here comes another claw. 18. CMD again. Oh, yeah. Arrgh, 17. And he grabs you with the second claw. Four. Thank God, six points of damage. Aye, this crab is fond of me, lobster. He wishes for a taste. And it's Sully's turn. Sully, full round action. He misses both attacks dramatically. It is now Bestard's turn. Top of round four. Bestard has had enough of this crustacean. He attacks with his rapier for a 22 to hit. And roll for damage. Six damage. How do you want to do this? Bestard stabs at the joint of the claw, holding onto his friend, Winslow, right through the carapace. Claw falling to the ground. Crab also falling to the ground. So in the claw hand, Winslow falls down, 
And as it hits the ground, the claw opens and Winslow breaks free due to the heroics of Bestard. Hurrah, Bestard! You've seen to your duties sufficiently for the first time. Let me show you my flourish with my rapier. As he swings his sword into the air in a salute to Winslow. Aye, more fanciful footworks from the landlubber with the privilege of the stability of his environs. And the combat is over. So the last crab is vanquished and Bestad gets a panache point back because he is the one who felled it. What do you guys do? I nominate some foie gras for dinner tonight. Well, it is the morning. The morning watch still has to be finished. So Gonk's going to go finish his sleep so we can set out and start the day. I've heard fine tell of foie gras from the Kalam regions. Delicious even, they would say. Bastard watches over his friends to make sure there are no more crabs falling out of the trees for some reason. So the rest of the night passes without incident. And we are now on the 6th of Gazran in the morning. And everyone is fully rested. What do you do? Bestard brushes his teeth. All right, guys, I think it's time for us to set out and try and find where they're hiding this treasure. Yar, the Sea King shall provide treasure me with the visions. Well, like I said, they went further inland, so if we just go this way, I'm pretty sure we'll meet them. Lead the way, Sally. You want me to go in front? Oh, no. After you, Sully. Oh, okay. You guys have my back, though, right? Do a diplomacy. (laughs) How about straight up lying? Sure. Oh, yeah, I got your back every time. Complete lie. Destart has rolled a 20. Natural one? Yeah. So he's like, oh, maybe I'm kind of like inexperienced. Maybe I should be in the middle somewhere. You'll do your duty and you'll do it at the front of the line, you lousy sea urchin. What's your diplomacy? My diplomacy was a 14. Are you going to intimidate him? He doesn't have intimidate. Uh, I I rolled a diplomacy of 20. I rolled a 9. Destard has rolled a 12 plus 8 to diplomacy, so 20. What did you say with your diplomacy? Well, my friend, uh, it seems to me that you know the way of this island because you are here before us, so I insist you show us the way to your your friend, Frank Zipzap. We need to mete out justice to him. Well, I said he killed me. He's not really my friend. And I pointed already where he went, so I don't know what more you want from me. I want you to step up and stop being a pussy. So he just kind of waits for you guys to take the lead. Arr! Mustn't do everything here. The Sea King shall guide me. Onward, ye scurvy dogs. <laughs> Destard takes the lead. Destard will be point man. To your duties, then. Yeah, I'll go third. Onward, my friends. Okay, I'll happily go last. Silence with ye. Ye carry the bags. So we have movement order. You guys start moving through the island, more to the center area, on another beautiful sunny day. A couple hours in, I'm going to need another perception check. Gonk. That's uh, going to be a 23. Winslow. I'm at G, 23. Bestard. Bestard has rolled a 13. 
All right. So Bastard, once again, concerned with his own personal features, is distracted. But the original duo of Gonk and Winslow hears something happening ahead. They hear human voices. Quiet, everyone. Let's try and sneak up on them. Aye, avast. There be voices. Ah, yes. We will be as sneaky as possible. I'll do whatever you guys do. Silence. Okay. Be fool. But you're talking and I said I'd do what you do. First I kill haul you. I don't know what that is. Silence. Nope. Stealth time. All right, everyone roll your stealth check. That's a 26. Oh back my. to back 20s. Jesus. Fatty natty. Uh, 10. Best art has rolled a 17. This idiot will be the death of us. I don't think that he is sneaking as good as he can. Are you talking about Winslow? No, Winslow. We should probably whisper a little bit more. But Just I- because I've had some of the finer rum. I am speaking of Sully, who we recovered from the beach. Useless dog is he. So, Gonk, with a 26, climbs up a tree like a little monkey and hides up in the branches perfectly. And Bestard finds some heavy foliage and hides behind that as well. Sully really didn't get the message, and he just kind of looks left and right and right and left again, and he just stays right in the middle of the road. And Winslow finds the skinniest tree he can find and hides behind it, showing most of himself. And we're going to have to set up some battle. Let's have everyone roll initiative to get through this next part. Bestard has rolled a 13 plus 4, which is a 17 for initiative. Yar, Winslow has rolled a 22 on initiative. Gonk has rolled a 13 for this encounter. Third time. With your perception, you hear another group coming, and you have a surprise round to move to set up against a group coming towards you. You hear human voices. Yar, tis be the devils. Winslow, you had the highest initiative, so you got a move action. Yar. You can see the group ahead of you. A couple are behind a tree. They're not in single file motion. They're kind of spread across the map. You can see five. Uh, one of them appears to be in between of two palm trees. Can I uh, perceive? Approximately? Yeah. Yeah. I take a peep with the sea king's eyes and I am blinded with a roll of eight. Yeah, even with an eight, you can just tell that there are five of them. There's one human that is bigger than the rest. Yar, I shall taste upon the finer potions of cure light wounds. All right. A four. So it's 1d8 plus one, so you get five. Bestad, it is your surprise round turn. Which one of these fuckheads look like the biggest one? In between two palm trees to your northeast, you see a giant of a human. Bestad sees uh, an enemy in front of him. There may be a palm tree to his left, right in front of him, but there is an enemy directly to his right, plus 20 feet. Is there any sort of vine he can swing from? Yeah, you can swing from the vine of the tree ahead of you. Roll an acrobatics. Amazing. Let us see what these vines can afford. That is a 20, which is a roll of 11 plus 9. And Bestard just jumps off the tree, swings in, 
and completely surprises this group that is coming back from God knows where. Holy shit! It is now Gonk's turn. Uh, do I have enough actions to pull out a scroll and cast? You can pull out a scroll. All right, I pull out my scroll. Winslow, don't move till I cast. I, I trust ye being a, a veritable man of the sea. Okay, and now we go to round one. With Bestard jumping into the fray, everyone is alerted, and we'll have a sailor come in to attack Bestard. He rolls a one, so that's a miss. Bestard is not concerned about these feeble attacks against his person. Then we have Winslow to go next. Me matey Gonk had recommended me not move my barnacle behind from these environs. Winslow shall trust the word of his associate Gonk and hold action. All right. All right. It is now another ruffian's turn. He'll go to flank Bestard and swing his falchion. I use uh, opportune parry on this man. It means that I get to do a counter attack on him. If uh, he succeeds, I get to do an attack on him, which is like an attack of opportunity. And if I beat his attack score, his attack is failed and I can make an attack on him. I must declare the use of this ability after the creature's attack is announced, but before its attack roll is made. And he attacks for 18. I see you're a very skilled adversary. Let's see what we can do. That is a 15. You have overcome my defenses. Take four damage as a short sword slices through your defenses and gets a good chunk of your left leg. I'm at 19. I do not care for this short sword attack. Dereliction of duty, allowing your legs to be wounded. Your legs are for working. It is Bestard's turn. Seeing as how this man with his short sword has attacked my legs and seeing as how my compatriot Winslow is laying me low. I will counterattack against this small man with his small sword. I've rolled a 16 plus seven, which is a 23. That is a hit. Four plus four, which is a damage. The man with a short sword has no chance against my superior skills and expertise. Aye, tis a savvy attack, Bestard. Yeah, you land a mid stab wound, and we all know how those go, but he just goes, Argh! looks up at you, and you know he's not quite done, but he's on the way there. You are no match for me, you scurvy dog. Destad moves five feet away from two of his three adversaries because he is still worried about getting stabbed. Aye, a likely story. Bestard moving five feet away from his duties. Tis no surprise. The opponent that is furthest away will move in. He will double move towards the back of the group and he will stay there. So he is at the back of the line of the group that was coming in from the forest. It is now Gonk's turn. Five foot, and I'll cast in large person. So you're gonna have five foot adjust away from the guy that just came onto you and cast in large person on Winslow. On Winslow, yep. Uh, just to avoid the attack of opportunity for casting. Uh, so now we've got a large sized Winslow. Aye. And he's ready to take his action at any time. Ready to enact the justice of the Sea King. 
upon all these blighters. Okay, so Winslow, there is just Sully left in the round. What are you going to do? And remember, you have 10 foot reach now. I will enlarge. Winslow shall take a five foot step to his left and turn to face the scurvy dog that scampers about on our round flanks. I take both of my fists and I jam them one each. All right, roll to see how well you fist. <laughs> roll to fist. So enlarge means I get a plus two attack. Is that it? Yeah, you're going to get... You get a plus two strength, which gives you a plus one attack, but you also lose minus one on attack rolls. So it's a wash. So it's a wash. So you're going to keep the same to hit. So plus four. But you're going to do one more damage. A- and you're going to roll a different dice for damage. 21. That's a hit. Aye. So instead of your D6, now it'll be a D8. Six on the D8. Or plus four. Plus four, ten. Plus one, another plus one. one. One from that. Eleven damage. Arr. So before this poor sailor, he sees a guy double in size, stare down at him, and punch him square in the face. Said face explodes, and he is down and out. Aye, now I've done made a bracelet of this man's skull round me wrist. And now it is the last of the mysterious people's turn. They're going to close the distance on Destard, flank with another member, and just go for it. And he misses. And it is Sully's turn. Sully, in the very, very back, will do nothing. Aye, the pack mule will do nothing but carry the bags. That's what he told me guys to do anyways. This man is such a pussy, I cannot believe it. I'm just doing what you guys expected me to do. You will carry the bags. The bags of goods and the bags of shame alike. We're at the top of the next round, and that means bad guys. The large human will move in on Bestard, and he has a flank. Bestard would be using his opportune parry again. Okay. So I make a... uh, Bestard makes an attack of opportunity against the uh, attacker on, on his flanks, which is a 13 plus 7, which is a 20. Well, that beats the attacker, but he has another attack. I uh, get an attack on him because it is a parry plus a riposte. Okay. 19. 19 hits. Ha-ha! <laughs> you thought you were going to get the best of me, but I got the best of you, and now you take... Nine damage. Oh, he takes a surprising good amount of damage. But with his left arm, swings against you for 24. (laughs) Yes, that is uh, very much a good blow against me. And you take five damage from his second attack. And it is Winslow's turn. Giant Winslow. You are in the middle of the fray. You got a lot of action happening north of you. Behind you is the one guy that tried to flank. Winslow shuffles off the bracelet of his enemy's skull and turns around to strike about the face of his backwards assailant. That's a bad guy behind me. This guy's dead. This guy just stove me in with his double attack. Oh, I have to move again. Aye. Winslow lumbers forward with his now giant legs. His legs of justice of the sea, like a tsunami crashing down on unsuspecting tourists. 
Uh, if you go here, you get a flank. I want to flank, yeah. I want to yeah. flank whichever one. But you, if you go here, you get a flank on this guy, which is the big guy. Yeah. You can also hit this guy. You can also hit this guy. He can punch them all anyway. He's got 10-foot reach. If he stands here, he can actually punch all three of these guys. Yeah, that, that I think is the best place for you to be. Aye, aye, Winslow stands in the best place for Winslow to be. And he strikes. Who do you strike? Aye, Winslow turns his gaze upon the lowly cur, approaching his final death sail into the dark deep, and he strikes about him. All right, you strike the small enemy sailor that was attacking Bestard from before. Aye, and he's going to crash his skull. What did you roll? Aye, that is a 20. A 20 hits. Aye, as I said and as I foretold, the Sea King <laughs> tells me all. I tell you I crush this man's skull into oblivion an oblivion darkest than even your deepest soul can imagine. So you can roll damage. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> That's a D8 damage? Yeah. Okay. I, the maximum number of eight, plus four for me strength, plus one for being an enlarged person, 13. With mine singular fist of justice visited upon thine anus. He just always punched right in the butt. <laughs> How do you want to do this? I, uh, Winslow takes his enlarged fist from his enlarged torso and drives it down on top of the victim's skull through their spinal column and out their anus. <laughs> you heard me. That is terrifying. Aye, the Sea King has no time for your mercies and your pleasantries. It's Gonk's turn. I'm going to move up towards the back of Bastard, and I'm going to cast at uh, the gentleman on his side here, H. I'm going to cast Cause Fear. So that's going to be a will save. Okay, nine? Nine is a fail. So he is going to be uh, frightened for 1d4 rounds. Does it matter if he's taking a life-threatening square? Uh, let's see here. I think I think he's allowed to take a five-foot step to disengage, but he he runs if he can. Yeah, otherwise he would incur a attack of opportunity. Yeah, he doesn't ha he, he doesn't have to run at any cost. This isn't the one that makes him run at any cost. I think he would disengage and then move okay, away. Okay, on his turn though, right? Uh, yeah, when it's his turn to move. So yeah. uh, let me grab my D4 here. I'll tell you how many rounds. That's three rounds of fear. Okay. So put that nice. three on top of him so we know. And on his turn, he is going to run away. It's his turn. And that's just a single move, yeah? It would be his full movement complement plus five foot. The fear of the depths be in ye. Strike ye from the map. <laughs> Winslow, does this seem familiar to you? Aye, an elevator. An elevator if I seen it. Not tall tales. So, one of the enemy sailors, it's his turn. He'll take a five-foot adjust and full attack action on Winslow. We dare ya. The first one's a miss, I'll tell you that. The second one is a 17. Aye, tis a hit. Big four damage as you take a hit right to the arm, your right arm, and it wounds you a bit, but you're still fighting. 
Aye, this will slightly disturb my jerk-off session later. <laughs> so he just goes, oh, this is going really good. I think I'm just going to stand over here a bit. Go, guys, go. It is the big guy's turn, and he will attack Winslow. Full attack action. 14. Ha! The Sea King condemns you. 17. Ah! All right. Maybe the Sea King. Let's slip. One blow. Take four damage as he punches you clean in the jaw. Arr. Winslow's turn. Aye. Now ye shall suffer the justice of the depths. Ye shall be pulled down. Aye. I shall attack. Big bad guy flanked. Aye. We shall rain down both blows upon the flanked boss. I strike. All right. Flanked is plus four. It is. 17. That's a hit. Aye. The D8 shall decide the maximum number once more. An eight plus five would be 13. How do you want to do this? I shall this time take my fist and uppercut it from the ground, through the spine, to the stem, and I shall demolish this scurvy's torso and launch his head into the sky for the Sea King to admire. This is not going my way. Bestard's turn. <laughs> Quite the display of brutality, my friend. Oh, you guys are getting along now. You are quite the uh, butcher. Aye, the Sea King wills it. As long as ye stay true to thine duties, you shall avoid it. Bastard sees uh, enlarged Winslow in front of him. A uh, cowering enemy shitting his pants right behind. And right behind the shitter, he sees two palm trees. He decides to go around one of the palm trees and use his acrobatics to swing around and swing at the shitter where he least expects it, right in his shithole. Roll for an acrobatics. That is a 14 plus nine, 23. All right, you do the shit move in the shitter and you get in the shit area. And what do you roll for damage? Oh, I, I don't need to roll an attack for that? That was, oh, for, that was just to make what sure you, I didn't yeah. fucking no, 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 fall no, off that was, no, that was your movement. What do you roll for attack? Let me see what I can do about this shit person. Eight plus seven is a 15. 15 hits. Well, I launch my attack right in his place where he presumes to shit for a four plus four, which is an eight. How do you want to do this? As I swing around using the vine from the palm tree, I let out a great French shout, a baguette! And uh, as I run the tree with my shout, I stab right in where he is shitting himself. Unfortunately, my sword is now covered in excrement. I need to wipe it off on his, on his cloak because I cannot stand for this mess. Gross. <laughs> so there's one guy left, and he is running away in fear. After this series of attacks to their anuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They call us the rear-end hemorrhagers. <laughs> Sully double moves away on his turn. Yeah, you should be scared, too. <laughs> yeah, he's terrified. And the last guy in the evil party 
who is feared. He will move 30 feet away, and he is on the edge of the map. It is Winslow's turn. There, none shall escape judgment of the sea. Back here, into the depths. Kerr. So you can double move ahead of the guy that is running away and set yourself up ahead of him. So if he moves again, it's an attack of opportunity. Right. Star's turn. My speed is 30, which twice my speed is 60, which math says that I can charge this man. All right, so you're within the charge range. Roll for attack. Bestad runs as fast as possible with his rapier right in front of his face, stabbing at this infidel, which is a 10 plus seven plus two for a charge, which is a 19. That's a hit. <laughs> Minimum damage for five damage. With your rapier, you slice him in the back of the leg, and he is pretty close to death. It is Gonk's turn. Uh, Gonk's not going to make it anywhere near in time, so he's just going to hold action. Another fear, and has to move past Death Yeah, we both do. And Winslow for attacks of opportunity. <laughs> 24. 24 hits. Maximum damage of 10. How do you want to do this? <laughs> Destard, having stabbed this man right in the back before, attempts it again and realizes this man has not put up a fight. Right through his heart, he falls to Destard's feet like a pussy. And battle will end. All the bad guys have fallen to the ground. What do you do? Let's see what they've got. Winslow spits on the ground and curses all the souls of the lost this evening to the fiery depths below. Curses ye. So they have falchions. They have short swords. They have light armor. But more importantly, they have a crude treasure map that they made on them. Who will take an attempt at the treasure map? Sure, I'll take an attempt. Gonk will have a look at it. Roll a perception to see if you can make out this map. Wait. I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be 16 plus 3 for a 19. So with a 19, you kind of get where north is, and you see the crude pirate writing. You kind of interpret it as steps, and it tells you to take 100 paces north. And behind you, Destard and Winslow are kind of taking the hint while Sully is long gone. Make another perception check as you've made your 100 paces north. 13. With Gonk's 13, you can tell he's a little bit confused and he shows the map to, to Winslow. And with your... The vision of the sea king. What's your roll? 23. Oh. And with your 23, you point on the map a giant X and point to two palm trees, one leaning to the left and one leaning to the right, looking like an X. Aye, tis be booty here at this here X on thy map. Onward. Onward indeed. You see disturbed soil all below the dirt of the X. Do you have to detect magic? Yeah, okay, I do have detect magic. 
I'll go over to where we believe the X is and uh, use my detect magic and hold it to see what uh, what I can feel. Bestard is along for the ride. He has no skin in this game so long as the treasure is recovered. Aye, and Winslow shall approach as well and watch. So, Gonk, roll a reflex save as the ground beneath you begins to crumble on the way to the detect magic area. 15 for reflex. That is plus 2, so 17 total. And you jump ahead and make it to the area where you think that the magic is or where you feel the magic is. It's right beneath the two palm trees leading to the right and the left. What do you do? Does anybody have a shovel? There were shovels on the men that you killed. Okay, so I assume then we would have thought to at least bring one of those. Yeah. So we get some shovels and then uh, start digging, I guess. Bestar drinks another health potion. Right. Fine idea. Winslow shall do the same, but he shall drink it with the finer rums. For he is a yeah. man of the sea, <laughs> not a lowly landlubber such as this knock-kneed urchin that you, you see You guys at the you. end, it doesn't matter, so... We have discussed this before. My knees make no noise. I do not know where you are coming from here. The sun is hot at your backs as you dig the sand and dirt in the middle of the clearing under the two palms crossing together. Exotic birds chirp while you dig with shovels and determination, your excitement growing with each scoop. With a sudden clink, a shovel strikes something solid. You bend over to brush the rest away with your hand to reveal an ornate lid with a treasure chest. It is adorned with intricate engravings of a red phoenix. You pull it out, giggity, open it up, and inside is gold, gemstones, and four magical items. You return to Norg rich men, drinking your faces off, talking about your great exploits and how everyone just came out rich. Smiley, smiling even wider than normal, makes another joke about two-tongue and how he can't speak properly. Everyone erupts in laughter, but during your celebration back at the pit, you can't help but think that this might have put targets on your back. The end. I dare ye! A fine journey. We fucked those guys right in their butts. Right in the anus. Oh. 